Hey guys, what's up? It's Marie with Swipe in the City. Welcome back to another shit show with Michelle. As she pops open a beer can. I was going to say it's perfect timing for me to do the beer plug. Yeah, just fucking get into it. So I'm so fucking stoked about this beer. I know that I say that almost every time we do a beer plug, um, (laughs) but my family was just here visiting and I've been stalking my Portland home brewery Breakside Brewing on Instagram like every single day. For those of you who don't know, this is the time of year where especially in the Northwest, but I'm seeing some here in Texas too, but a lot of breweries release their fresh hop IPAs, which are super unique. They only come out once a year. So I've been stalking Breakside's Instagram and every single time that I see a beer that I want, I just tag, I was like tagging my brother. (laughs) And to be honest, I didn't think he was going to come through, but he showed up with a four pack of their Fresh Hop 2020, um, which is the fresh hopped version of, I believe their Wonderlust IPA. So that's what we're drinking today, smuggled in from Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Um, yeah, just super, super stoked and happy we get to support them. I think it's been awesome for us to, our thanks to our families being in other <laughs> places, we've been able to plug some spots outside of Austin. Yeah, which has been fun. And also, it's a great beer. Like, I tried it for the first time, obviously. And um, it's, like, super easy to drink and just, I mean, you can, it feels hoppy, um, as IPAs do, but it isn't, like, overbearing. Like, I feel like some can be. So I definitely loved it. I appreciate appreciate your fam being here too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see we'll see when this episode comes out if it's released right after or not. But if you haven't yet, our our tenth episode was uh, kind of a behind the scenes interview with my mom, Daniela Hannah sixty eight. So definitely give it a listen. She's gonna inspire you, make you cry, hopefully give yourself some self love. Uh, it's a it's a pretty impactful episode, I would say. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun recording with her and and just like hanging out with her and stuff too. But she has very strong opinions on the dating world and on a potential suitor for Michelle. So guys, if you're listening and you want to, you know, slide into the DMs, you better make sure you better make sure you've got a Lambo or something. You can pay your bills because otherwise mama's not going to approve. But I think that that brings us into exactly what we want to talk about today. Right, Michelle? That's a perfect transition. So today we're going to talk about, um, we don't have an official title for this yet. (laughs) Hopefully, maybe it'll just be unofficial. Let's just say it. Um, Untitled. Untitled. Yeah, there you go. So today we want to talk about um, kind of like dating and meeting family, relationships and family, relationships and friends, dating and friends. Um, Again, with my family having just been here this was really top of mind for me um this week so we wanted to to kind of dive into it and we put out some poll questions and I will say I think what was our what was our other one that was like the highest engagement I think it was social media and dating um but this blew it out of the water so we just had a ton more people responding to the different poll questions responding to um just like dming us with stories so this is obviously like a really I think just like a really important topic and um, something that's that's interesting. So um, let's yeah, let's start with uh, the first poll question. So um, if if you're dating somebody and they meet your parents, would you break up with them if your parents don't like them? Yes or no? And I don't know if I was surprised or not. We got 
So 64% of people said no, they wouldn't break up with that person if their parents didn't like them. I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. I had one person respond and say, like, why does it even matter? It's not their relationship. Which, I mean, it's not not true, right? But, I mean, I think it also really depends on your relationship with your parents. Like, Michelle, would you break up with somebody if your mom didn't like them? Honestly, at the end of the day, I I probably would. Um, may, so I guess it depends. If it was someone I was looking to be in like a, a serious, if I was just like dating someone and my mom's like, mm, he seems sketchy. He doesn't have, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't take you to Eddie V's. <laughs> um, I would be he like, didn't yeah, bring you a gift on the first date. Like, this is, this is casual. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. Um, but if it was someone that I was looking for long-term potential, I'm very close to, uh, both sides of my family. So my dad and that side of the family, my mom. Um, so for me, if it was someone that I couldn't imagine like coming home for like coming home with me for Christmas or being able to like just sit down and have a meal or do activities with my family, that would honestly probably be a deal breaker for me. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it's so like, it's just so important to me and I'm so close to them and they're pretty, they're honestly pretty chill. (laughs) So I mean, mostly chill. Um, so for my family to not like to actively express that they don't like someone tells me that there's probably some sort of red flag that I'm not seeing. Yeah. And I mean, what did your, your mom had a response to that too. (laughs) (laughs) She did. And if you're not following her on Instagram, uh, her Instagram is Daniela Hannah 68. So go give my mom a follow. She's (laughs) our number one fan. She mostly just reposts things that I post (laughs) Um, and then screenshots and, and screenshots. Um, but yeah, so her, her response, which I thought was interesting was just that if your parents don't like someone, it's probably because they're seeing something that you're not seeing because maybe you're infatuated or you're just heavily involved. Um, and they're also seeing things from a lens of experience in theory that you likely do not have or may not have yet. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting take on for those who who don't really care about their parents' opinions <laughs> on who they're dating, that is an interesting take on, like, why you could or should. Yeah, I mean, I think if my parents had, like, a valid reason for not liking somebody, then I'm definitely going to really, like, evaluate and reevaluate um, the person that I'm seeing. I've had, like, I, I had an ex growing up who um, my dad hated, Um, however, we don't need to get into my daddy issues, but like, I don't, I don't have the best relationship with my dad. And so it was like, we dated for like four years. And I mean, the bigger reason that I don't think my dad liked him was, you know, race and we don't need to get into that, but it's, it it was like a petty reason. It wasn't like, oh, he doesn't have a job or whatever. I mean, we were in high school and he actually did have a job, so he was in a better position than I was. But, um, you know, it's like it it doesn't need to – if you can present, whether it's friends or family, and we'll get into friends too, but, like, if you can present to me a very valid red flag and why I should be concerned about that, then I'm more than willing to listen and and potentially take action. Yeah, that was – I actually got a few responses – um, outside of the the poll and it's funny because people are like well it's not you know it's not yes or no which we get we totally it's a get spectrum. <laughs> everything is a spectrum <laughs> for the sake of having percentages and being able to bring some data to it we do have to put you guys in that situation where it's a yes or no um 
but yeah, a couple, like a couple people responded and they said, yeah, it just, it really depends on if, like if my family or like, and it doesn't just have to be parents, right? But it could be, um, if you're really close to your siblings or, you know, maybe cousins or you have an aunt that raised you or whatever the case may be, um, if they're bringing, like you said, like a valid reason, mm-hmm. then that's, I mean, that's different than if it's just like, I just don't like him because of some kind of like uh, objective thing. Yeah. I had another ex uh, that I dated for a while um, in college and we had initially met online like through random like Facebook shit. (laughs) And yeah, no, this was like, this was also like pre-dating apps really being as accepted as they are. Mm -hmm. Um, This was when the only like you had like. Uh, like Christian Mingle and like whatever, like literal websites that you're creating an account on if you want an online date. And so this was like just some dude, like, you know, two hours north of me sliding into my DMs. And and so she didn't like him because of that way, like because of the way that we met. And and she did. I mean, we dated for like on and off for a couple of years. And, you know, once it got on and off, then she wasn't really thrilled. But as we like continued to date and she started to actually get to know him, it was not really as big of an issue. She just wasn't really comfortable with the way her 16 year old daughter had met this rando kid online and like that he might be some, you know, random pedophile murderer. Totally cool. Like that's that feels fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a parent to a human child, but like I know when I when I was like younger I was definitely messaging with people on like I don't know MySpace Facebook and what was like uh chat roulette I was never on chat roulette I wasn't I I was in like Yahoo chat rooms though AIM yeah oh god gosh we digress I said gosh who am I who am I today (laughs) this is a weird it's a weird day y'all welcome Um, to the roller coaster yeah um yeah so I think that takes us into uh our next question which was would you break up with someone your friends didn't like? I thought this was really interesting because so for your parents, we had 64% said the majority said no. For this one, we had 54% of people say yes. So it's a closer split. It's a closer split, but it's also skewed more towards people. The way I'm reading this, like people are kind of valuing, they're not valuing their friends' opinions over their parents, but in a way, like it's, and I think the reason for that could be that you're you're spending more time with your significant other and your friends most likely mm-hmm. like for me I mean prior to moving to Austin I was super clo- like super close distance like distance to both of my both sides of my family but being here I'm very far from family so it it actually does impact me less on a day-to-day basis but if I were dating someone who I like couldn't like, we're going to go get beers after this. If it was someone that I felt like couldn't meet up with yeah. the group or some of my friends for beers, like, that that would be a problem, I think, for me. Definitely. Well, and then it's, like, then you deal with the energy of, like, when your friend doesn't like somebody and they're sitting there kind of, like, pouting or whatever because girls are bitches. Um, me, I'm bitches. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think – and I wonder if that actually – because to your point, you know, living in Austin, we have a lot of, like, people and, like, friends – participating in this who are also in Austin and as some of you know Austin is a city of people from everywhere else and so a lot of us I mean you're gonna the first person of significance that you're gonna meet in your potential partner's life is gonna be your friends 
more likely than not. Um, it's not like, you know, we were talking to one of my other friends earlier and, you know, her boyfriends, um, he gets dinner every weekend with his family because they live close. And, and, and that's amazing. But it's like, I mean, for me, you need to literally plan a trip to come and meet my family unless there's the off chance where, you know, my family is going to come out and see me, in which case, you know, cool. But I mean, that doesn't really, my family doesn't come to visit me that much. My brother comes out, but <laughs> like I have to go to them. So, I mean, if you want to come to the beach, <laughs> dead. Y'all can't see it, obviously. Blue is pouting in the most extreme way right now. <laughs> I'm going to try to snap a picture here. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the same. So like with my dad and stepmom and my brother on that side, realistically, no one is going to meet them unless they go to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, as if you've listened to, I think it was like our second episode or one of our early ones. There's only one guy that has ever actually met my dad, even when I was living an hour from him. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. Whereas yeah. like my mom, I feel like everyone meets my mom, <laughs> <laughs> but even now it would be, you know, when she's coming to visit or something like that. So I do thinking through it like that. I do see why people are putting a little more weight on, on the friends thing. Have you ever had a situation where you are dating someone that your friends just like hated, hated? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like something specific. Um, cause I feel like sometimes like I've had friends that hate, um, certain guys that I've dated, but it's like been because something in the relationship has happened that they, that I've told them about or like, you know, bitch to them about and, and they hate him because of this one thing that he did. Um, which, I mean, I can also attest, like, there's guys that my friends have dated that I'm in the same situation. I'm like, I, I'm like that's a fucking red flag, right? Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, that's your relationship. Um, so what are you going to do? But, yeah, I can't, I can't think of – nothing is top of mind. Do you have anything that you can think of? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> You well, were only asking me so you could share your own no, story. No, I totally forgot about it. It was so okay. In this context, I mean, it was like it was one date, but um, and Carissa and Heather, I know y'all are listening to this, and you're you're gonna love this. So I will call him Tinder Adam because <laughs> his name was Adam, and I met him on Tinder. <laughs> so original. <laughs> so it, this was a Halloween, I think, two years ago. And he and I had been chatting for a while and we hadn't hung out yet because he like he was like living in and out of Portland. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but it, I can't just dead again. Blue is just pouting with his little ears. Um, so yeah, so I it was Halloween. I think I'd already. Was it, oh, it was Halloween weekend. I'd already been, you know, kind of drinking that day, hanging out. And, um, I was like, yeah, let's, let's meet up. I'm going to my friend's party. It's like a pretty low key party, but yeah, why don't you just come with me? Fuck it. I'm like, people take, I'm usually very cautious. And like, (laughs) if it's a Tinder date, like we're meeting one-on-one at a chill spot where I can exit quickly. I'm not going to expose my friends to who knows the ridiculousness, but on that particular day, I was like, people, you know, people take Tinder dates to weddings. It's like, I could take them to a Halloween party. It'll be, it'll be fine. (laughs) So... It was not fine. <laughs> it was not fine. <laughs> so 
So he shows up at my place and he's already blasted. Oh no. He's blasted. And I'm like, okay, this should be interesting. But we're like, the plan is in motion. And if you know, it's too late now. If you know me personally, you know that essentially like once the train starts going like it's just gonna go like we're just gonna see where I I say fuck it let's see what happens quite a bit in my life so I was like you know fuck it we'll see what happens and so we get the uber we head over there um he's uh, he's an asshole like to start (laughs) with like he's just a big asshole like belligerent drunk like physically large uh just an asshole he's belligerent we walk in I can't remember the first thing that he did but he just like just walked in I think he like started talking shit or something and sounds right I could tell like my friends um their boyfriends well one's now a fiance but their boyfriends were looking at me and they're like Michelle like what's going on and I was like (laughs) I was like he should be cool and they tried to be really cool and like introduce themselves to him he continues to get wasted. Um, I think a couple times he like chugged his Coors Light and like crushed the can. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. That is the ultimate douche move. Like the badass that he clearly was. <laughs> he was going around. Oh, my God. He was going around and like actively like like farting near people. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, also stop. What was he dressed up as? Because it was Halloween. No costume. Oh, no. The He's worst kind of that person. guy. The worst kind of person. Oh, God. I hate him. Um, And then he, I think he needed to charge his phone, of course, as fuckboys <laughs> do. And I can't quite remember what it was, but he had, like, I don't, I think he was saying, like, oh, yeah, like, no one's gonna have the right charger I've got the newest iPhone you know da, da, da. and then he like goes into talking about like how much money his dad has and I'm like baby boy you're like in your late 20s you shouldn't be bragging about your parents <laughs> stuff we're not 16 I know I was gonna say that literally sounds like a guy I was with when I was 16 <laughs> so he's just he's just like a wrecking ball and he's just an asshole and he's like talking yeah he's like talking about his mon- how much money his dad has over and over He's like shitting on people, not not literally. <laughs> Just oh my god! Farting by them. Who was that athlete? Was that Odell something? There's a thing literally this week about an athlete getting shit on. Oh god. Anyways, I digress. Um, didn't see that. And thank god. Yeah, it was just this, it was just this fucking, it was a Tinder nightmare. <laughs> and um, so then finally he he did something else that I feel like it was just he was just like so rude and he was like trying to to say how much better he was than everyone else at the party and all this stuff, which I'm, I'm like, what, who's that big of an asshole in a place where they don't know people. (laughs) Um, and so finally I was like, Hey, like you, like you have to go, like you need to, to go. And as I'm like, like chaperoning him to the door and ordering an Uber for him to just get him the hell out of there. He's just like, he's still like mouthing off and talking shit and saying like all this rude shit um thankfully got him got him out got him into an uber on his way to wherever uh never cares never heard from him again thank goodness actually i think he follows me on instagram woof yeah i'm not sure i mean i don't really block people unless they're like psycho to me so i mean he sounds kind of psycho yeah so tinder (laughs) tinder adam 
uh, someone my friends didn't like. If you're listening, <laughs> hi. Um, if you, if you I for- don't like you either, and I've never met you. <laughs> <laughs> if you forgot why we got to that story. Um, um, I think that's a good, uh, you know, kind of. So this was your first time meeting this guy, right? Tinder Adam? Correct. Woof. Um, I think that is kind of a funny point, though, because we did also ask, like, when when do you introduce somebody to your friends and when do you introduce somebody to your parents? And around, like, across the board, it seemed like the average answer for introducing to friends was within weeks, which is interesting because we're also putting more, for the most part, we're putting more emphasis on that, um, on how much those opinions matter. Um, most people said months for introducing to the parents. So, I mean, it's funny, like, you, you waited, what, days <laughs> to <Hours>. introduce Tinder Adam? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, it's funny because, it, I don't know, this one, I, I think I would have a hard time answering this one. I probably would have skipped it um, if, I, <laughs> if I answered if our If you were taking. <laughs> well, no, because, um, like, for example, one of my friends had a hinge date the other, like, a couple weeks ago, and he was out with his friends. She was out with me and we ended up just all like meeting together at a a spot and it ended up being like a really cool, fun experience. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's like you're meeting them, but in a group setting, that's a little different than this. I think this is like, okay, you've met someone, you've been on a few dates. At what point are you then saying like, Hey, I want you to like meet my friends. I also think it depends on your like social style yeah because I feel like we we go out and do things and it's very much like oh yeah like this person shows up this person leaves it's very we acquire people as we do we acquire people and it's just very fluid so it's very Mm -hmm. it'd be very easy for someone to like join join us for a beer yeah but for someone who doesn't who isn't as active socially or or only hangs out like one-on-one with friends I would see that being like a longer time period before you're gonna like have a sit down or have a sit down yeah it's kind of tough for us maybe to like think about that just because we're both more extroverted um I mean I know I I kind of always put an emphasis on like meeting the friends sooner simply because like I I I do think like these are like my day-to-day interactions with people and you know if you want to be my lover (laughs) like don't get with my friends but they need to at least like think you're cool and like you can be part of the crew it's kind of almost the same way like when we make new friends too it's like you're you're now like part of this group of people that we're hanging out with and the energies and the um I guess just all of the interactions kind of just need to be like fluid like you said um I don't know and I think you know I feel like there's just more pressure mentally to introduce somebody to your parents I mean like, I couldn't – the last guy that met my parents was, like, the one guy that, like, I dated in college. And, I mean, after right after college, I moved to Austin, so nobody really can meet my parents unless whatever. But it's just – it doesn't um, – I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Say something. <laughs> Say something. Um, also, my parody album is coming out um, 2022. But so it's really it's really interesting for me because I have very close relationships with like my mom and my dad, but very different relationships. So, again, with my like with my dad, I wouldn't introduce someone to him unless I was like 
this is going to be a long-term relationship. This is someone I could see myself spending years, if Me not too. longer with. Um, whereas my mom, partially just because she kind of, like, she just kind of comes out and about. Like, when she was in town, <laughs> she was just, like, hanging, like... She came and like hung out on the terrace with me and like a bunch of friends from or not a bunch, but a few friends from the apartment building and just like there, her and my stepdaughter, they're chilling, like hanging out, having drinks with my friends. So in that type of situation, if it was a guy I was casually seeing and he happened to be there, yeah, like it, it, they would just Chill. meet. That being said, I feel like I if I'm dating someone who's not someone I'm like already friends with or something like that. I'm pretty hesitant and I like take time before an official introduction or even like bringing someone up because, well, it's kind of like me with getting into like an official relationship too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just very slow to feel comfortable with that. And part of it is just because, I mean, shit falls apart all the time, right? Like, um, that's really sad. (laughs) We're so depressing. (laughs) Um, but it's also, I, just I hate it when you introduce someone and then all of a sudden you're getting pressure mm-hmm. in different ways from like family members of what is that how is that person what are they doing the it's next not, step and it's just like I don't know like we're chilling we're casual we're cool we're figuring it out we're figuring it out and then you get that pressure and then you're like for me I start overanalyzing things mm-hmm. and so I just I just try to avoid that in general until it's something that I'm like okay I could see this having long-term potential well and I think when you're having those conversations with your friends they are a lot of them um, are going to be in the boat or have like the same boat or have been in a similar boat more recently and so they're not like they're not putting the same pressure like uh, they may say like oh I want to meet so-and-so if they haven't met him yet Um, but they're not they're not sitting here like Oh, well, Michelle, like, what is, what is Adam from Tinder doing today? Um, they're just like, oh, whatever. Like we're, we're leaving our, living our lives. We're doing whatever we're doing. If you bring him up, cool. If not, like it is what it is. We realize like things just kind of up and disappear sometimes. Sad as the, wow, we're really fucking downers today. Like maybe John ghosting me. (laughs) Oh, the pretzel guy ghosted me too. The pretzel guy. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the pod. I got, uh, I got you've never talked to me about a pretzel guy. Who the fuck is he? The guy that I tried to acquire at Lazarus. When I had they that, don't sell pretzels at Lazarus. No, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long of a story. Jesus it's, Christ! It's too long of a story. Um, <laughs> um, on another note, but kind of a similar note, um, talking about like, you know, friends liking the other person, to me, that's really important. Um, and so on the flip side of that, we did ask everybody, like, if you don't like their friends, is that a red flag or a deal breaker? Um, to me, it's definitely a red flag. I've definitely dated a few guys that like their friends just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, 78% of people are on the same boat as that, like just that it's a red flag. I mean, but that means 22% of y'all are going to fucking leave if you don't like the friends, which is an interesting take, too. I think there are a couple reasons for that. One is that um, who's like who someone hangs out with and is friends with can give you some insight into, I, I mean, I would say like their character, their personality, mm-hmm. uh, how just kind of their lifestyle. For sure. And if, you know, you're seeing someone and all of his friends are 
douchebags that, <laughs> you know, maybe like, and this is just an extreme, right? Like, you know, talk down to women or are rude to like the, the service staff or things mm-hmm. like that. If there's a, if there's commonalities among many of the friends, that's usually like a concern for sure. Um, but then it's also a matter of, I mean, in theory, if you're in a relationship, you're each spending time with each other's friends. And yeah. if you, if you're dating a girl and her friends are just like, let's let's say like just super superficial super Mm. fake can't like can't have a you can't have a conversation with them about anything other than just like really like high level superficial shit like i mean you don't you probably don't want to spend your time around them Mm -hmm. and again it depends too on the relationship because i feel like some people have very like separate so like separate friends that really don't see their significant other unless it's like a life event Mm -hmm. and that so then it doesn't really matter then but if you're going to be like intermingling with these people on a regular basis I think it it can be um yeah I think one of the things there too um that we didn't ask or like whatever but I think is important to touch on is when you meet somebody's friends for the first time uh somebody that you're seeing and the way that those friends include or don't include you in the conversation or the activity I think is really important because that's where like I've I've gone out with guys I've met their friends and I've literally just felt like a fly on the wall and it's like okay well what am I why am I even here you know like I want one of the things that like you know I I really appreciate about our friend group too is just that you know, it's like everybody, we kind of want everybody to be involved. And if you're just kind of chilling on the side, like somebody is going to say something to you or like try to include you and make you feel like we want you here. Cause we do. Like if we, if we didn't want you there, we wouldn't have invited you <laughs> unless you're one of the people. Well, no, we, when we acquire people, we want them to, or at least we think we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want them that moment anyway. Yeah, that's really interesting because I do feel like that I've had experiences like that where I feel like, okay, this whole, like, they're all doing their group thing and no one's really making an effort to, you know, include me in the conversation or talk about things that maybe, maybe it's like all inside jokes the whole time or something like that. And it's just like, oh, that's so annoying. It's like, I, I get it. Um, but it, I think that's something for people who, are like introducing someone to their friends for the first time or are meeting um like significant others friends just like being aware of maybe that person maybe you don't know them well maybe get try to get to know them like or i don't know just try to include them in the conversation where Mm -hmm. you can i think an activity is like doing an activity when meeting friends is better than Mm, definitely because it allows for different personality types to interact in different ways. Whereas if you're all just sitting at a picnic table together, it, it can be kind of tough for people who, especially like for people who are a little more quiet. If you're mm-hmm. sitting like next to me, like I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a pretty loud. I don't want to say like, I don't, not that I always dominate the conversation, but like I'm chat, I'm chatty and I'm loud. And so I think it would no. be really hard if you're just sitting next to me to, to speak up if you're like a more quiet person at times. Yeah. But I would also be, talking to that person and like including them well yeah that's uh, well and I think that's the difference right um I know one time I was uh seeing this guy and we so he plays like that magic the gathering game cool (laughs) Michelle's favorite and uh and so 
we were all sitting around like the kitchen table playing this game with his friends. I don't know. Like he had been trying to teach me earlier and like I just I'm one of those people like I want to kind of watch it happen before I commit to being in a game. And so I was trying to learn on like watching him play. Um, but his other friends were obviously playing too. And um, they, they were also like still including me in conversation though, which I think was more like, and, and his one friend was uh, continuing to just be like explaining things to me because he knew more about the game than, than the dude I was seeing. So it was like, he was saying like, oh yeah, like, well, so this card means this. And like, you do this to do that. And, and it made me feel like I was included even though I wasn't playing, um, which I think is, you know, really important. And, and then I was also sitting next to uh, one of the other guys, his girlfriend, who was also not playing. And so there were points, too, where, like, her and I would, like, you know, whisper next to each other about how fucking dorky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of, but. You're not kidding. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but we would, we would sit there and be like, oh, like, girl talk kind of bullshit. Um, and, and so it was just nice to not, even though I, like, had very little idea of what was going on, like, feel like it mattered and I think that's a better interaction I don't think that happens it doesn't happen like that every time though that other times where I've gone to like watch sports ball and I'm just sitting there like with the guys and it's fine like I don't really expect too much of that but it's it kind of you know it's like why why am I here so on that note what do you think are some like good like group date or like like introducing someone to your friend hmm. or friends to, I don't know, someone, someone to someone. Um, what would you say are some, so like for you, it sounds like going and watching sports at a bar or at a house was probably not ideal. What would you say are some situations that you think are good ways to introduce someone to your friends? If you, um, have just been like recently dating. Definitely magic the gathering. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think, um, I mean, really anything where you can kind of, like, move around and be a little bit more dynamic, whether you're playing, like, I like board games. We've been over this. I like, I, Jesus. Like, I do like things like that, and I like that it's, so the thing about board games, too, and hear me out, even if, okay, not even just board games, we can talk, like, Cards Against Humanity and, like, whatever those other games are. Drinking games? I like drinking games. Those are good, too. (laughs) The point is, though, that you're doing something that already kind of has some sort of built-in conversation topic that's relevant to everybody in the room. So it's it's better than, like, if you're just, like you said, sitting around a picnic table. Um, I mean, that's fine, but you're not going to sit here and be like, I like this picnic table. It's better than the last picnic table we sat at. <laughs> you, you, you would if you are my dad. <laughs> He's a carpenter, so Ah. he'd be, like, analyzing the picnic table. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe if you're – well, but if you're sitting at a picnic table and say there's – he has other carpenter friends and they're all sitting around the picnic table talking about, you know, how great this picnic table is and you're just sitting there not as a carpenter and you're like, I have no no value add to this conversation. So – if you're trying to get to know somebody, like you want everybody to kind of have some sort of value add, right? So I think any kind of activity or like, I don't know, like Cider Kate is open now, which I want to check out. I was literally just oh thinking Oh God, that. why are we the same? We have to stop. So yeah. <laughs> um, if you're in Austin, Cider Cade, it's Bishop Cider. 
and went there with my family. It's um, it's super cool. You pay 10 bucks to get in the door and then you can play all the games or free play. They have, I think it's like 40 ciders and hard kombuchas on top. My only hesitation is they don't have, um, they don't have any beer or liquor there. So if you, you don't drink cider, um, take a flask. <laughs> I mean, my other question is how well are things sanitized since we're still in COVID times? I mean, that's literally been the reason I haven't gone yet. So I thought about you as I was walking in and, and I will say, honestly, it like it smelled like sanitizer, like it oh. smelled really clean. It seemed like okay. they were they were walking around and sanitizing games. There's hand sanitizer on like the corner of each like bank of games. I okay. I felt I felt like, OK, they're they're definitely making an effort. I mean, obviously, you still have to like be cautious and you're choosing if you're going into environments or not. But True. Um, things were pretty spaced out. They've got a lot of signage in there. You do have to wear, you know, your mask whenever you're not like at a game or not like drinking. drinking. Um, they also um, on their outdoor patio they have like swings at a table. Did oh, I cute. show you? This? No, I'll show you. But so I think, and that type of place I think is a great meet the friends place because you can have interactions. It, there isn't like unless you're gonna eat there, you don't really have like that sit down, get to know each other. But I don't Mm -hmm. know that that's necessary the first time you meet someone's friends. No, I don't think so. It's more of just like coexisting in the same space. So that's a great option. I think top golf is an an awesome option. Even if you don't want to play, you can still like sit there and have like some like some apps and some drinks and um, you know, just kind of be like entertained. So Mm -hmm. I think top golf is a great group group activity. Um what was there's another thing that I did recently that I was like oh this would be great I mean done a lot of things lately (laughs) I've been busy I'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) it's been 84 years it's been 84 years um but yeah so I think those are all good options and it it just kind of depends too I think for me like just going to a a brewery that's chill and Mm -hmm. having a drink um like a low-key drink is easy but I think for some people it it can feel a little awkward because you're just kind of like staring at each other yeah um yeah I mean it sounds like pretty much the consensus is like anything you can throw like a little bit of competitiveness into Mm, I mean top golf can be I mean uh, let's say like friendly competition yeah I mean I think more just like act like an activity well and I think that's the difference too between like watching something whether whether it's sports Mm. because I mean I like Mm -hmm. sports but I don't want to be sitting watching something with a bunch of people that like you know what I mean I just yeah and I also I'm one of those people like I would rather just kind of like watch things by myself Mm -hmm. um because I don't see that as being a very social activity um so I think really anything that uh you can kind of like be a little bit more dynamic yeah than just sitting and staring at each other I would I would agree with that for sure um so if well, you may have some good stories since your mom was just here. I'm jumping to, would you ever go out with somebody your parents set you up with? Because we know Daniela Hannah wants to know the answer. <laughs> uh, I should have looked to see how, I, I mean, I know how she responded to the poll. <laughs> we already know the answer. Oh my God, look at him again. I know, I can't. Um, so for me, I would say yes, but with caution. <laughs> so... Uh, my mom was just in town and she uh really wants to set me up with 
anyone who she deems suitable. <laughs> she wants, she really wants me to be in a relationship. Um, that's just kind of part of, of who she is. And I think a lot of moms are like that. Yeah. Um, but gosh, it wasn't, it wasn't this trip, but there was a time when I was visiting her on Maui and we're at a restaurant and she's kind of making some weird faces at me. I'm like, what is, what is happening? Um, and I think my stepdad's like on the phone or talking or something. And she keeps making these weird faces. And she's like nodding to the, the to the busser, the table. Oh, no. And I was like, what? And she, in Romanian, she was like, oh, he's like, he's cute. And I was just like, oh, like, oh, this is, first the, of all, this is feeling weird. But okay. The guy bussing the table? Yeah, I was very confused. He's not going to drive a Lambo. So, yeah, <laughs> right? Woof. Um, and so then she proceeds to um, not only continue to have him come to our table and try to start, like, strike up conversation with him, but also um, let me know that he, he has a second job at the liquor store. Oh, excellent. And I was just very confused. I was like, I feel like if that's I were to what bring- you need. If I were to bring this prospect <laughs> to you, like you would not want me to date this person. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great person and there's no, we're not, you know, job, job shaming or anything, but it was just a really weird dynamic. And she was like really trying to like start the conversation yeah. and wasn't picking up that I wasn't interested in this person. And I was just like, okay, yeah. All right. Yep. Nope. Not going to give him my number. <laughs> um, she also, she met someone she had met someone and was sending me screenshots of his Facebook page. Oh, no. Because they'd, they she'd added him on Facebook so what? that she could, like, send me pictures of this person. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like you saying, oh, hey, so-and-so's, uh, so, like, my friend's son is in town and like <laughs> seems like a great fit for you I want you to meet him like that that makes sense from a setup perspective yeah with Daniela Hannah 68 it's usually very random <laughs> my mom like I think or it was my mom slash like one of her friends tried to low-key set me up with this one guy who lives in Austin and they like sent us one of those like Facebook friend requests where like they suggest that you friend request this person basically. And, and so they connected us and I think we chatted for like all of like five messages. Um, and it was just, it was just weird. Like I've never met, I, I never met him in real life. Um, I'm sure he's a great person, but it was, it was just done kind of a little bit less half-assed than that, but like still really half-assed. Um, that being said, my mom is, or was I guess also on ship which for those of you guys who don't know um ship is a dating app created by um my favorite media company the betches um and so basically in this dating app the thing that makes it unique is unlike with bumble and hinge and everything else where you have to screenshot and send people you can literally match for people your friends you can like create like essentially a friends list on here and and they call it like your crew and so I could go on there if Michelle's on there and I can go in there and swipe as Michelle and match her with people that I think would be a good fit and vice versa she can do that for me um the other thing that they ask you when you first join ship is if you're single or in a relationship so of course my mom joined and said that she's in a relationship since you know she's married 
Um, And then that way she's really only facing like matching for me. And she actually brought this up when I was home the other week or whatever. She goes, why don't you still use that app? I liked matching for you. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh, your mom would have a field day. I don't feel like the volume is there though. I'm sure it'll get there. But when I tried to use it, it didn't seem like a lot of people were on it. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's newer, but it's just, I feel like it's not as like known. And honestly, I think like if you're trying to break into the dating app space right now, I think it's tough. Because you're dealing with like almost these different like monopolies. Um, but yeah, that was that was literally what I told her. I was like, I mean, mom, honestly, like I'm pretty sure I've seen every guy in my like, you know, age range and like distance range in Austin. Um, but she's like, that's I, I guess it made her feel included in my dating life, too, just especially since she can't meet. I very seldom tell her about anybody that I'm talking to, too. Yeah, I definitely think it it adds that element. Um, I don't know. Did we share the the actual percentage yet? It was that. Oh, no, we didn't. So 62% of people said yes. 38% said no, which I think is fair. It's fair. I I don't know. It's so funny. Now I'm just like thinking of how parents like how other parents (laughs) like set people up. Well, and it's also, I mean, that's something that's so dependent on like your dynamic with your parents and your um your values versus like the your parents values because you know some of the things that my mom might be looking for for me wouldn't really necessarily be something that I'd give a shit about oh that does remind me I guess I did have another another story from from this (laughs) actually a couple apparently my mom was on a mission we she definitely was like literally every time I was with you guys she was on one. We for had sure. her. We had her. I on loved the po- it. We had her on the podcast, and I think we created a monster. Oh yeah. She was going around giving people like all this dating <laughs> advice, and then just all this different stuff. There's like follow up notes she gave to me. <laughs> um, but she, we had so much fun though. I know it was amazing. Um, she had met uh some of my friends here, and just started going on and on about like two in particular and it's just like oh so you know are they single have you uh yeah so have you talked to them like what do you think and was just like trying to low-key um like low-key tried to figure out how to like set me up with (laughs) these people who I'm already friends with and I was just (laughs) like this is this feels weird like I know she's like oh do you want to invite so-and-so to go do this activity we're doing and I'm like that's weird (laughs) like Like, mom no they're my friend but I'm not gonna invite them with you having the idea that it's like a triple date now (laughs) and they don't know that's what's happening like it just it was it was just really funny um you know and it just like you know I have really badass friends so I get it but (laughs) it was just like the context and the or not the context but it just was it was in a situation that was gonna work out but she was pretty adamant about trying to make it happen yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think too, it's, and, and your mom, my mom has kind of let up a little bit. I think your mom's putting a little bit more pressure, correct me if I'm wrong, on like you being single, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like my mom used to, and then I just, I've been repeatedly telling her, like, mom, I'm never going to get married. <laughs> and, and so she's, for the most part, really pulled back on like how she, uh, interacts with my dating life or lack thereof. 
Yeah, with my mom, I think I think she just feels like I'm a more calm person when I'm in a relationship. Like I just go out and do things less, like drink less or like go out and drink <laughs> less. That's like let's be honest here. We're we're transparent. Yeah. So I think it part of it for her is like her you'll party less. Her picture of me in a relationship is that like I'll party less, which isn't necessarily the case like that's been the case in the past because of like people I've been with but I think that's part of it yeah the guy she was trying to set you up with though you'd be partying (laughs) way more like that's the irony of it (laughs) 100% little does she know (laughs) but yeah I think it's also my mom's eastern European and so it's a very different it is a very different culture that she was raised in and um I'm very old to not be married in that culture well I mean even looking at our parents age demographic of like the way that relationships the ways that they were different back then which I think is probably like one of the bigger reasons why like when we're looking at these stats like things are split and it's because I feel like there's like there are a lot of differences between us and our parents generation that And correct me if I'm wrong, if we have any older listeners out there that are not necessarily there with our parents' generation and their parents' generation, because they were all still getting married younger and like starting their families and and going through that whole thing. And now it's like, it's kind of a free for all. Yeah. I mean, things are definitely very different, but yeah, like my, I mean, my mom married my dad at 20 years old. Right. Yeah. My mom was 22 when her and my dad got married. So it's just it's it is really interesting how things have shifted and changed. Yeah. And and I mean that you talk to a lot of like millennials now and especially if they're single, they're like, no way. I mean, I couldn't even to me thinking back if I would have gotten married at 22. I'm not the same person. Oh, absolutely not. And I love myself so much more now. Yeah, well, <laughs> We don't need to get into that, but, you know. Yeah, but you like you learn and you grow and that's like, you know, in a previous relationship, we we were together from when I was like 19 to 25 and Mm -hmm. there's so there's just so much change that happens during that time. Like I can't imagine if we would have gotten married within like a year or like because I feel like getting married after dating someone for a year, year or two is relatively normal when you're in your upper 20s, early 30s. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Or just I mean, in general, people do it. Oh. Um, but I just, I can't imagine cause there was like so much change and like difference yeah. that happened after that. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah. I feel like that period of time you're going through more change than you do in any like equivalent period of time. Once you get a little bit, like once you pass, you know, maybe like 23, 24. Um, but <laughs> we digress. Um, <laughs> one of the, the questions that I thought was kind of funny Red flag or deal breaker if they're still in contact with their ex's family. So 79% of people said it's a red flag, not a deal breaker, which I think is interesting. What's your take on that, Michelle? I thought that this was pretty funny because um, <laughs> so Luna has very intense opinions on this. Very strong opinions on this. And now Blue. And now Blue wants to talk too. Jesus Christ. It's okay, honey. It's okay. 
So this was really funny because um, like I'm definitely still in contact with again uh, the the person I was with for a long time with his family. Like I, his cousin actually moved to Austin a couple months before I did, and so um, we're we're friends and we've actually done holidays together and stuff just because we were out here alone for the holidays. But it she <laughs> DM'd me like. Ha 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 ha! Like you're in touch with your ex's family to this like post, and I was like, I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and I I don't like for me I don't think it's as simple as red flag or deal breaker. Again, when we, none of when this we, is when we put these out mm-hmm. there, it's more so to like provoke those types of responses, um, just people like giving us kind of their their take or their story. But yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think if it's like a more passive communication like I do think it would be strange if I was dating someone and he was like golfing with his ex's dad every weekend (laughs) that would be kind of weird like that feels like that would be that Mm -hmm. feels like that would be weird but if it's like he's still friends with his ex's mom on Facebook I'm like I don't sure whatever and they and she comments on it on the stuff sure like um so I think there's that again like that spectrum of and we, we had our episode uh, a couple weeks ago on can you be friends with an ex? And this definitely ties into that. I think of it just it kind of depends on the relationship and how things ended. Um, and then again, like how close you were. Like I, I was extremely close to the family. And so um, I took some I took some space and I took some time. And, and after that kind of like um, reconnected mm-hmm. with them. And I feel like that's I feel like that's fine. I don't think that would be a deal breaker or even even really a red flag for me unless it wasn't like the extreme yeah I think you're right and I think especially when you've been in a relationship with somebody for a long time and you've you know known their family for years um you know it's not necessarily that they need to be like your family but they can definitely be like your friends Mm -hmm. and um I mean I I feel like I'm less with the family aspect and more of like I've actually kind of stolen a few friends from exes um, and that we broke up, it ended poorly and they like me better. <laughs> but I mean, if I were dating a guy and he was still, it would, it would be a flag. I just don't know what color it would be. Like maybe like yellow because I would just have questions. Like I'd be like, okay, well, and honestly, like when I'm asking like questions like this too, it really comes from like a curiosity standpoint and like kind of just wanting to understand the other person and and like their their life and their experiences and it's a way to like just get to know you um so I definitely have questions like okay like are you like are you golfing with them on a weekly basis or is it just kind of like you know maybe they're in the same career path as you and and they're almost like a mentor I've heard I've heard of that like that situation popping up as well and I mean, to me, that's, compl- I would be like, all right, well, whatever, cool. I'm, I'm glad you dated that person because this sounds like it was good, good for you long term. It's good for your career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're talking to somebody who like values the career more than that. So <laughs> I do. Don't give me that look. I'm not giving you a look. <laughs> yeah. And, and then one of the responses I got to this was just like, just like not a big deal for me at all. Um, and that's from from my friend Jess who's married so I it also kind of makes me wonder like okay so once you're I think like 
more solidified in your relationship. So not just dating, but married. Maybe you're just like, this is just, you know, it's less of a big deal just because you have that, hopefully that like more confidence in your, mm-hmm. in your situation, and you have like I a guess. solid foundation. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I think too, kind of the way that's presented, like if you were like talking to me and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go golfing, uh, with my buddy this weekend. And then you kind of find out like down the road, like, oh, well it's actually like his ex's brother. Um, but the ex is not involved at all. Like then I feel like that's, that's like less bad than if you're just like up front and you're like, yeah, I'm going golfing with my ex's brother this weekend. <laughs> I'd be like, why? Like, <laughs> I, well, it, like when you say it like that, then it sounds, it sounds more negative than like, yeah, I'm going with my buddy. No, you know I, what I, I mean? Got, I got what you're saying. I think it depends. Um, but it's like, I mean, so, so Courtney, I just refer to her as my cousin because yeah. that's, and this isn't even in like a dating context, like, I don't know, but I just refer to her as my cousin versus being like, yeah, my ex's cousin. Cause it does. It yeah. sounds kind of weird. I think that like the transparency eventually or should be there if yeah. needed, but I don't think you need to like overtly state like, oh yeah, this is, this is the brother of someone who I was already <laughs> friends with, but I dated his sister 15 years ago. It's like, eh, does that actually mm, matter? Kind of weird. Probably not. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's about, like, the presentation. It doesn't – if it's, like – it's cool to be upfront, but, like, you also just need to be kind of, like, cognizant of, like, <laughs> the way that you're saying it. Um, any other notes on that, Michelle? Because I don't – I'm not in contact with any of my ex's families. So no. I've just stolen friends <laughs> and no. souls. Uh, I think that covers that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so before we wrap up, we also – we just asked if anyone has – some interesting stories related to dating and family um and I mean I could I could definitely go on forever um (laughs) but I but I won't do that to y'all um one of I think my favorite ones uh my friend Will let us know so um more than once he's had fathers who show him their guns the first time that he went to like meet and take their daughter out and it's this, so cliche I love it this wasn't in Texas <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the crazy thing this was in Oregon um I yeah I love I love that like we Marie and I were talking about this earlier well you what were you saying you're your dad or your stepdad said? No, my dad would always threaten it. Like, whenever I, like, had a, a boyfriend or whatever, he'd be like, yeah, he when, when he comes over here, I'm going to I'm gonna show him my guns. I'm like, and, and, okay, my dad lives in Chicago, still does. And I would be like, Daddy, you don't have any guns. Like, <laughs> the funny part is that now I have a gun and he doesn't. <laughs> and yet he's still even, like, you know, like I said, we're not super close, but like when we do talk every once in a while, he'll throw something like fucking weird like that out there. And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> you don't have a rifle. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I all just, bark, no bite. My dad is so chill. Like I just <laughs> I could not see him doing something like that. I and mean, it's also just kind of like like as because I feel like that doesn't happen. Like we try to look at both sides of everything. If you're 
a woman who has gone to meet a guy and had their parents oh my like show you guns please dm us like please, please. let us know i want to hear those stories i don't think that's ever happened in like the history of the world <laughs> um i i wish we would have poked a little bit more for these stories because that's so it's just so cliche like you said yeah i think well i mean yeah it's just stereotypical um and and my dad well my dad is my dad but my stepdad is a psychologist. He's, well, he's retired now, but he's a shrink. And so I always like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I ever bring somebody home, he's going to be like overanalyzing them. (laughs) So that's another reason why it kind of takes me a second before y'all meet my family. I mean, I love my stepdad. He's actually the best, but, and he's super chill, but I'm like, he's definitely like, running like I can see like that meme of the one girl where she's like thinking and she's got all the numbers behind her you know what I'm talking about yeah, like I'm like I feel like that's him whenever he meets somebody that like I'm like in relations with in in <laughs> relations with yikes woof, woof. um any other final stories Michelle I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I like this one. This was another response we got. Um, do you want to read that next one? Uh, dated a girl who used a dating coach and was writing part of her text messages. The dating coach, I assume. Um, that's interesting. It's obviously not like, I mean, it could be a friend too, but it's not family. But to me, it's it's almost the same as like you're dating two people kind of like you know what I mean? Yeah, it it's uh, I don't know how I feel about it's that. It's a lot to unpack. So, I think dating coaches definitely like have a place and I see why people would use them. Um I have a friend that I was talking to and he was like, "Oh, maybe you could help with my profile," but he he's looking for some very like specific a very specific type of person and I was like, "Dude, you need a matchmaker." Like if I knew one, mm-hmm. I would hook you up cuz you need a matchmaker. That is not something that is in my skill set yet. <laughs> 2021, we'll be doing that. Apparently. Swipe in the city dating coach, Michelle. Um, but what's interesting, and I, so I think when it comes to like a profile and the initial phases of things, like helping find a match, helping with that, helping you like work through maybe some of your shit, all of that I see having that that other person. I, I think it with having someone else actually writing the messages like ongoing like writing the messages I feel like you're kind of getting an inauthentic version of the person because it's because it's not the person Mm -hmm. um and again like well I do feel like yes put your best foot forward like we give profile tips we'll help like dm us Mm -hmm. we'll like edit your profile we'll write you a bio that I think is a little different than like the actual like conversations and messages, like finding like finding out that that person wasn't the one writing in that style or with that tone. It's kind of deceitful. It it kind of feels like that, but I don't know. Well, I mean, what what's the difference though between that and like, you know, like you and I may talk through like how to respond to some text message, right? And um and I think there, I mean, there's a lot of memes and like, this is obviously something that girls do is like the joke being, oh, like you're finally meeting this girl. You're actually like the girl that you've been texting though is her best friend um, because they're, they're working, but it's also like they're working. They're kind of like putting their heads together to kind of figure out like what the best response to this might be. That being said, it's usually not 
every single message at least in my experiences like I I fucking text myself I'm not (laughs) I may send screenshots to my friends but I'm usually in charge of my own messages (laughs) I mean sometimes I send you like verbatim what I think you should respond with and I feel like sometimes you use it but that's that's (laughs) also because our brains are the same (laughs) honestly in a weird way it's usually when you're like you're um it's usually when you need to reject someone and you're struggling with how to do it and I'm like here you go here are the words well and it's literally just because I don't want to in the back of my head I know what to say and how to say it but I just I'm like annoyed (laughs) um but it well and it was like yesterday I sent you something and I was like does this sound passive aggressive (laughs) I was like yes she's like yeah but you do you (laughs) like what you know the answer to it like you weren't even looking for validation that it wasn't you're just like I was just like I'm pissed (laughs) um it's almost like a venting like in the way that I do it it's just like I need to just fucking I need to say this to somebody Cause I'm probably not going to say like, I don't want to actually be that passive aggressive person, but, um, I think, I don't know. I mean, if I would feel weird if I found out that somebody had a dating coach texting me this whole time, I would feel, I would feel weird about it too. I don't know that it'd be a deal breaker, but it would definitely be a red flag because to me it feels like that person can't like, can't articulate their own opinions. I also think there's a difference between getting, um, like, kind of getting, like, coached on, like, again, we literally have, epi- like, two episodes. One is dating app best practices, like, the profile. The second is, like, conversation starters, things like that. I think there's a difference between kind of that coaching of, hey, here are some suggestions. Like, take these, make them, your, with them. Make them your own, right? Versus, like, literally someone, like, writing the messages for for you it's like micromanagey in my opinion and it's like if you have a great coach for whatever sport you play um you know say you're a runner that coach isn't gonna run the race for you right but they're gonna coach you and they're gonna say stretch this way practice this way do these sprints do these exercises and you're gonna do them all and that's how you're gonna win the race but this is literally that person coming in and saying like I'm actually going to run this for you. Like, you you take the bench, honey. Yeah. I think it's weird. No. Yeah. When we think about it in that context, I think it's strange. If anyone listening knows a dating coach or has used one or has any kind of context around this, I would love to just learn more, even from, like, the, the dating coach side of what they do and how mm-hmm. they do it. For um, sure. So, for sure, let us know. Other than that, I think we're – I think we've hit it. I think we've yeah. hit our kind of our main points. I'm I'm ready for some food and a beer. Same. <laughs> well, another um, beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think the the moral of the story here, um, which you know, one of one of your messages that came through was just that support system opinions are important. However, you're gonna like whatever value you're gonna place on family, on friends, one over the other. Um, it, it you know it doesn't matter about that, but it. At the, at the end of the day, those opinions do matter for yourself and for that other person. And, you know, I think we all just, you know, still want to have our best face forward when we're meeting those people too. Yeah, absolutely. 
on that note, um, if you didn't know, we are now, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, whatever that is. <laughs> so please rate, review, and subscribe because, you know, you can get a star rating here on Apple Podcasts now and I'm really fucking stoked about it. <laughs> no green text. <laughs> no green text, only from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow us. Um, we're doing a lot more Instagram content as well, so if somehow you're listening to this and you're not following us on Instagram. We're doing some really fun stuff with Wanderlust Wine Company, um, the weekend wind down on Sundays. We have some other partners coming up that we're super stoked about. Yep. So definitely looking, if you're looking for more of that short form video content, we're doing a lot of that. Um, and then as always, uh, if you have feedback, send us, like we got our first, our first official email the other day. We love that. So Send us an email, swipe and the city at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram. Um, probably don't tweet us. We don't really pay I'm attention. In, I, get, I get the Twitter messages. Okay, I have it on can, my phone. You can tweet us. If you're about Twitter, find us, swipe and the city. But I don't know that any, who's, who's really on Twitter? We literally just have it so we can make memes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'll be compo- completely True. transparent. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's a that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, y'all. And um, cheers. Cheers. Bye.